Welcome to the Simple Walk Podcast. We're Craig and Diane Brown. James 3 verses 17 and 18 provide an outline for each one of us regarding our attitude and how we should communicate with others. Join us as we break this down in today's episode. Let's get started. So I think a good place to start with this episode is James 3, verses 17 and 18. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. I love this verse because it it sure does show us, it kind of gives us what does the wisdom of God look like? And I love how it starts off and it says, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure. You know, so often in our life, I think we're called to let the Holy Spirit lead and guide us, right? So we see that the pure light of Christ is his desire is for us to let his light shine through us. And the Bible says that the flesh wars against the spirit. So often in our life, God's wisdom, when it's at the forefront, it's going to plumb up the flesh. It's going to plumb up the, the flesh, even in the world around us that's coming against us. God's wisdom, when it's at the forefront, will be pure and it'll be cool. Well, I think we're, we all get into situations where, you know, we may be talking to someone or a group of people or um, whatever. And for me, I know that God's wisdom sometimes keeps me from saying something. I, th- I like that. Yeah. yeah. I like a lot of times not saying something is yes. the best thing. Yes. You know, because then I think that actually quietness, you know, is really, really important to be quiet and confident. It's like that one scripture says, you know, but in returning and rest, you shall be saved. And in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. There's a great strength in quietness. And so it's really an important thing to let the purity of God's wisdom be at the forefront of all that you do, and then these other things shall follow. How does the person gain that discernment? It comes by a surrendered heart before the Lord, and that's kind of what we'll see here. It's first, right? It says that it is first. The wisdom that is from above is first pure. So our our objective is to let the Spirit of God rule, right? Mm-hmm. So when that's your your priority to let the wisdom of God, if you don't have something right to say that's in line with his scriptures and his truth, don't say it. That's kind of like my mom used to say, Mm -hmm. if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Yeah, exactly right. Yep. So letting the the purity of God's wisdom and uh, come to the forefront, and then it says peaceable. It is first pure and then peaceable. So once the Spirit of God lines something up, then it becomes peaceable. In other words, the peace of God then can come to the forefront. In the peace of God is great humility. So you are approaching the situation, and we'll see here in a little bit that it says, what at the end of that verse, it says, now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. The cool thing about God's wisdom is that it does bring soundness to an environment that is a lot of times confusing and out of order. Well, the only way that wisdom is, God's wisdom is going to prevail in any conversation, in any interaction, in anything, 
is for us to be familiar with his word and what he says and how he provides us with that um, direction. It's very true. And to note that it says peaceable, so we are in a position that uh, that's our objective. When the Spirit of God's at the forefront and the purity of God's Holy Spirit is in control of the moment, then our objective is peace. But let's go on and see what it says next. Well, gentle. It says gentle. And that's really, really important because gentleness, there's a, in 1 Thessalonians 2, 7, Paul was talking and he said, but we were gentle among you just as a nursing mother cherishes her own children. And that's really cool. A cool picture. So the kind of gentleness that, that we're talking about is a gentleness that is really caring and cherishing of the people that we're around. It's nourishing. It wants to help nurture them to grow and to see the light and the truth of God's truth. How does this translate when you're in a situation where the receiving party or the other person that you're talking to or whatever, number one, is doesn't operate in the spirit, and number two, maybe is contentious? Well, Then let's continue on and see what it says. That's a really good one, right? Uh, So it says, gentle, willing to yield, right? That's a hard one sometimes. Well, it is really hard. So we, we know that... When we're in the Spirit of God, see, we, the wisdom of God, think of Jesus. Here are these people throwing accusations against him and all of these things, and what did he do? nothing. Mm -hmm. He didn't Mm -hmm. come and say, oh, I've got something to prove to you, you know. I'm, you know, he didn't, he didn't come at it like that. And if you recognize what, if you study what happened when Jesus was before Pilate, and really in all circumstances, a lot of times he didn't speak in response to their emotional trying to get him to react. He's, what he, when he did respond, he said, you wouldn't have any authority unless my Father in heaven gave it to you, speaking to Pilate. So he always had this amazing ability to wait until the Holy Spirit gave him unction, and he always turned people's eyes up to the Father. It was never to boast about how wonderful I'm going to, you wait till my armies come, you know. He never spoke like that. That's a really good point. I mean, isn't Jesus our best example, right? Really. And he was provoked and prodded and everything. And we have, we have people in our lives that try and push our buttons, right? That's something very good to remember. It really is, that we really don't have anything to prove. Right. It's the Holy Spirit that does the, you know, does everything. This is all about and even him. In, and even in those situations, if you're talking to somebody who's maybe pushing your buttons or whatever, just remembering being like Jesus and, you know, wanting him to be our ultimate example. It's true. And how we respond to people. Well, you know, the Holy Spirit led him. He's the one, he said, I didn't do anything unless my father did it through me. And so that's the Holy Spirit doing it through him. He wants us to live exactly with the same surrendered attitude. And that's why this humility that we must approach all things with is really, really important. We must be surrendered to his unction, so to speak, as to leading us into the next moment and the next moment and the next, you know, we just have to live a surrendered life. Mm -hmm. And that's the cool thing about our relationship with him. It's not about me anymore. It's about him being glorified through me so that his will can be done through my life. And that then causes a great thing to happen in and through us. 
we get to experience the joy of the Lord, and we get to experience all of the beauty that He has for us. So the next is full of mercy and good fruits. Yes, exactly. Let's read that and bring it up to there. It says, mm-hmm. but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, like we talked about, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits. What a cool thing. Mercy it has everything to do with if I'm walking down a road, right, and I see somebody that's sitting there alongside the road and I'm moved with compassion for them, one of two things can happen. Either I can keep walking or I can actually have compassion that I put into action. Now, my compassion moves me to action, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever that action is. But in God's case, he looked down upon us and he had mercy, mercy on us. He saw us and he had compassion to our state, our condition. He saw that we had nothing to offer him. There was no way that we could ever be redeemed back to him. So he then, when his compassion moved his heart, he then gave us grace, and which was Jesus. He sent his son so that we could then have Jesus come. He laid down his life and he rescued us. Yes. That reminds me of a Sunday school class I taught one time. And then there was a perfect example afterward. Hmm. We were were at someone's house Mm -hmm. and you were teaching on mercy and grace, I think that morning. Mm -hmm. I was also teaching the kids mercy and grace, and this perfect thing happened. Hmm. A lizard fell in the pool. Oh, my. And so I was able (laughs) to talk to the kids about, oh, we feel really bad for that lizard. You know, Uh we have mercy toward that lizard. And the grace was that we grabbed the... um, Little net. The net... And pulled the lizard out of the water. Right. So that was like a an perfect example of mercy, uh-huh. having compassion for the lizard, and grace pulling him out of his, you know... Condition, um, yes. Yes, like <laughs> he was going to drown. Yeah, that was so perfect. If we didn't so get perfect. him out of there. Yeah. So, yes. I love that. Yeah, that is really cool. You know, the Lord just, I'll bet those kids never forgot that. I hope not. (laughs) I don't think we will ever forget that either. So that's really cool, you know. But uh, so full of mercy and good fruits. So mercy begats good fruits, right? You have mercy and you're just, you have, you're moved by the love of God to love people and to let the light of Christ shine into their lives so that they can too receive the salvation of God. And that's what causes good fruits to come to pass. That's why people's lives get healed around us, because we show and shine shine truth to them. Maybe we should define good fruits. Well, the Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. You know, against such there is no law. So there is nothing that can stop the fruit of God in our life. Now, what comes from that? So love begets love. Life begets life in us and through us. See, there's something that's happening 
that is beyond us when you accept Jesus in your in your heart as your Lord and Savior. All of a sudden, His Holy Spirit, the eternal Spirit of God that, like we were just talking about, He reached down and He made a way for us to have His presence inside of us, the Creator of heaven and earth. And He made a way for us to be full of His presence so that His kingdom can come on earth as it is in heaven. So in our life and around us, He can sow into other people's lives. And he can bear fruit, his fruit, the fruit of the Spirit comes to pass inside of their lives. Well, when we're exhibiting the fruit of the Spirit, that is an influence on the people around us. So that's a for sure. That is a for sure. And it's miraculous to watch because you see the impact of that over time of being you know, consistent in your walk with Christ. You start seeing the people around you, their lives touched and transformed also because Christ is coming through you and bringing wholeness to them. And so it's really a cool picture of how that we have the fruit of the Spirit, the life of Christ living through us. Full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. And that word partiality is really a a great word because it's talking about there is a level playing field in Christ, right? Mm -hmm. So there's no favor, there is no division, like one person's better than the other. No, each one of us has the same, we have the same opportunity in Christ. When you hear the good news of Jesus Christ and you accept him as your Lord and Savior, you, you have the same opportunity to study his word like we talked about on the last couple episodes where we talked about in, in Second Timothy, but study to show yourself approved unto God that is a workman that is not to be, be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth. And that's really important. Each one of us can hide his word in our heart. We can fall in love with Jesus in a way that is profound in and of itself and see the same transformation, the fruit of the Spirit, like we were just Mm -hmm. talking about, happen inside of each one of our lives. That becomes our, our purpose in life is to love Jesus and to let his light shine. It's really important to make mention that all of us do have exactly the same playing field. And we all, through the Holy Spirit, the love of God, have the same environment that God can create through our lives to bring wholeness. What God does inside of us is a unique development because it's really based in humility. It's based in a place of surrender to Him and letting and surrendering our flesh, our life, our mind, our being, everything that we are to Him so that His will can be done through our lives. And if we think we're something, the Bible says, you know, don't, don't think you're something when you're not. In and of ourselves, we have nothing to offer God. That's why He sent Jesus. That's what we talked about. We're all saved by grace We're all saved because, you know what, in and of ourselves, we are going to die. And Jesus gave us a way to have life. He fused, made a way for us to be fused back to the Father so that his eternal life can impart itself into our life and we can be restored to God. That's the purpose of the shed blood of Jesus and the redemptive work of Christ. And so schooling, nothing, there is no hierarchy that makes us any better than the next person sitting next to us. Right. We are all equal. Yes. Pride is one of the most destructive forces on this planet. It is a terrible force that's working within the church that's that has people sitting in pews because they think they can never attain what that person up there has. And that's wrong. Yes, it Each is. 
one of us has been called by God to share and to shine the light of his truth to our neighbors, Mm -hmm. to love your neighbor as yourself, and Mm -hmm. to shine the light of Christ to whatever capacity God puts inside of you, do it. Mm-hmm. Don't be held back, but realize that you have been empowered. The vision you have inside of yourself that God has placed there for your life, cause it to happen. Don't hesitate. Let it go and become fulfilled through your life. And it says, and without hypocrisy. Exactly. And that hypocrisy, now that is a... Well, that's a big one. It really is big. It's kind of like we've talked about on other episodes. You know, I can even think of even our episode on the family, Mm -hmm. that you need to make sure that you're the same person inside your house Mm -hmm. as you are outside of your house. And that goes for no matter what we're doing. We should never change. We should not change. And Mm -mm. the conviction should always be the same. Mm -hmm. Our communication should always be the same Mm -hmm. with whomever. That's right. The word hypocrisy means to pretend or simulate, which means the simulation or virtue, the virtue virtues of goodness. You're you're simulating this. You're acting as if you have these virtues of goodness. When you boil it down, you can't simulate that. You're either sincere or you're not. And there is where I feel like we really wanted to go there with this understanding what heavenly wisdom looks like, because it is really important if inside of each one of our lives, because we know if we have an active personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that is relying upon the Holy Spirit, when the Word of God comes in and it pierces to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit, and in this case, maybe shining the light in an area of our life that we have been pretending, maybe we've been walking in hypocrisy in a certain sense, that the Holy Spirit is not equipping us, He's not moving through us every moment of every day, and we've been acting like we're a Christian when in the reality we're not, then I would just encourage you to just take this moment and say, Lord, forgive me. I really want your Holy Spirit to move through me. I want the love and the light of your truth to shine through me. I want your wisdom to come out of me so that people see you in my life. And so this is really the reason why we're doing this is not to place judgment, but to to shine a light where we can look at ourselves and do an examination so that we can be equipped properly to do the work of the ministry, which is letting the Holy Spirit shine the light of Christ through us. And that's how this works. And so we can't fake it. And so there is no uh, make-believe Christian. There is only a real, true believer in Jesus Christ that allows the Holy Spirit to shine through you. That's how you become. And what does it say in the next verse? Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. And that explains the whole thing right there, how that the Holy Spirit through your life is going to touch the hearts and the lives of people around you. And God bless you so much for listening. We thank you so much for being with us. And we love you so much. And just always pray for you. God bless. And we will see you on the next episode.